How many of these have you had? Nine. Four in New York, four here, and a Skype. Why are you here, then? Well, it's not a very political answer, but I think mediocrity is too well hidden by parents who hire private tutors. I am here on my own. What does it mean to be powerful, truly? To be driven by an all-consuming ambition, determination, and ruthlessness that knows no bounds, as one assumes their journey towards being the best, even to the soul-crushing detriment of others around them. Industry, the new British HBO series, depicts the capitalist banking workplace as one of both shifting power dynamics and displays of manipulative exploitation centered entirely around self-interested individuals. And at the center stage of this modern epic are a group of young college grads just on the cusp of beginning to understand how the modern machinations of the capitalist world work, a world they aren't exactly as prepared for as they might think. What do you think you're doing? Why am I getting incoming about a grad executing with my clients? Our Pandaria were off the desk. Did I tell you you could do that? Did I tell you you could do that? Check the P&L, both trades make money. Did I tell you that you could do that? Debrief. Now. On its surface, industry is a drama centered around young people doing drugs and having sex as they navigate the confusing expanse that is the banking industry. Because this story is centered around a world of business that may be novel to many, it could be easy to get lost in terminology. One of the major ways the show commands the attention of its audience is by pushing past the jargon permeating the world of business and spreadsheets. Pricing options at half a yard, treasury yields at 4%, betting on whether the US will go to war in the South China Sea. The language isn't important, but the feeling it evokes is, making it all the more easy to truly understand and connect to both the interpersonal character relationships and the nature of their work, as well as the gravity of the tumultuous situations that arise in working in an industry as self-absorbed as banking. Do not forget how this feels right now. You are a world killer. Now I see you. The story isn't about any one character, but several grad students interning at a British banking firm called Pierpoint, who for the next few months, by appeasing their superiors and gaining new business, will be competing to eventually be kept on full-time or let go, a simulacrum of their individual worth to the company. In the show, we witness characters internalize their own self-worth and value as a member of the company and as living human beings in general. If they aren't directly finding new business or failing to complete tasks, even ones entirely out of their own control, they are effectively worthless. It's within this search for value when in some respects, purpose, that many of the characters showcase their most narcissistic, self-interested tendencies in the lasting pursuit of money. As young adults pit against each other, thrown through the ringer of the capitalist rat race, he who comes out unscathed perhaps didn't want it, whatever it is, enough. And so strategically abandoning moral principles or relationships with friends or colleagues in order to 
maintain self-preservation and strive for self-elevation is a prospect too exciting for many to pass up. I think this is the closest thing to a meritocracy there is. And I only ever want to be judged on the strength of my abilities. And paid for it. I guess. I didn't realize that we recruited from SUNY Binghamton. It's a non-target. Can you tell us a joke? There's something seemingly so morally dubious about engaging in a pursuit or calling as egocentric and narcissistic as the pursuit of money. And industry doesn't try to hide that. The excessiveness, the grossness of the business isn't hidden. The drug-filled sleepless nights that turn into sleepless mornings, the drinking past which should be the maximum in terms of pushing one's liver to its limits. On top of the never-ending party atmosphere and lifestyle that seems ingrained into these grads' DNA, what also becomes a part of their psyche is the world of the office trading floor. In fact, it becomes the only world that really exists to any of them. It informs the way individuals conceptualize and actualize their relationships inside and outside the office. The trading floor serves as a filter to what truly matters in their lives in terms of helping the company succeed and increasing their own personal stock and value in the eyes of their superiors. The trading floor is this loud, cacophonous expanse, overlapping conversations, quick and fast-paced individuals using every second of their waking moments to minimize losses, maintain business, or gain new ones. The white noise of the professional can reach an almost ear-piercing screech, loud enough to drown out the world of the personal entirely. That doesn't matter here. That which interferes with the company's business is a nuisance. And so to enter the world of the trading floor is to leave your personal life and baggage at the door. Else, you're useless. In watching industry, one of the most profound concepts that stuck out to me while exploring this world was this idea I've come to refer to as the irony of narcissism. In committing yourself to the world of bankers and business, the characters in the show often act in extremely self-centered, egotistical ways, taking advantage of the knowledge others aren't privy to in order to gain a personal edge, getting ahead on other people's work in an attempt to establish a better relationship with watchful superiors. In order to win, to stay on top, one must be solely interested and motivated in self and self-preservation, at times even letting others fall for their own mistakes. The irony I see is that in this narcissistic pursuit, this pursuit centered around self, one can literally lose a part of themselves along the way. What becomes of morality, or ethics, or friendship? Are they standards to live by, or the adverse side effects of an overly guilty conscience? Are they simply roadblocks in the way of one achieving their full potential? Because wherever they're at now is simply not Welcome, enough. Welcome, graduates. Young people are our capital. Graduates are our capital. And while it's my pleasure to congratulate you on this placement, the work to stay here starts now. Which senior vouches for you? The impression that you make on clients will all be evaluated. In six months' time, on RIF Day, that's reduction in force, you'll be standing in this room telling all of us why you should be hired permanently to your desk. 
Pierpoint is the world's preeminent financial services institution. We expect you to behave like you have a stake in it. Act like an owner. Enrich your clients, enrich us, enrich yourselves. So look at the guy or gal next to you. Really look. Do you think you're better than them? Maybe you are. But half of you won't be here in six months. Just make yourselves indispensable. There's something almost Game of Thronesian about how industry depicts the capitalist world, as well as positions our lens to feel for deeply troubled characters about to enter the fray themselves. And in entering this fickle world, the preconceived notions they have about value and self-worth can shatter in the face of the all-consuming, all-powerful titan of industry that echoes simply, it isn't enough. Some are swept in unwillingly and unknowingly, for sure. Yet others still, driven by an ambition that blurs our very perception and sense of the mere word ethical, proceed to face adversity head-on, their eyes set on higher and higher powers and positions. In the face of that adversity, one must make themselves indispensable, unfireable, a necessity to the company. The only way to gain this kind of leverage is to take advantage of people. Have others essentially owe you. The characters in industry often must maintain this balancing act between managing the people who are in their debt whilst being in debt to other people. They all serve as cogs in the proverbial machine of industry. And just like cogs in a machine, they're easily replaceable. One cog breaks and another takes its place churning the wheels of capitalistic exploitation forever. Industry is about being able to maintain the illusion that all is well. Forever tinkering with the optics, silencing wayward voices, and destroying the souls of those eager to showcase in so many ways that they are truly valuable. Maybe the pursuit is all for naught. After all, survival in this world hinges on being ruthless to a fault, that fault being the detriment of others, a trade-off that many are content with and even eagerly willing to make, willing to accept, able to sleep at night with the choices they've made, able to wake up day after day and see not just a reflection in the mirror, but a reflection of the choices they've made that have brought them to this point, until eventually they become unrecognizable. Mind Theater is produced and written by me, A.O. Ekingbade, in collaboration with Muckraker Media. For updates on the show and upcoming episodes, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to show monetary support, the Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Let me just say, first and foremost, without equivocation, after everything we've all been through, together, allow me this indulgence. <clears throat> Buy the dip, short the VIX, fuck Bitcoin.